For me, fashion is a verb. So it's too fashion. You're listening to Wardrobe Crisis with Claire Press. Join me every week as we look at sustainability, ethics, and the business and madness of fashion. Hello, everyone. How are you all doing? By the way, are you getting our newsletters? Wardrobe Crisis News goes out twice a week and is packed with sustainable fashion news and interviews and contributor op-eds. You can sign up on www.thewardrobecrisis.com. And remember, you can find me on Instagram at Mrs Press. Tell me what you think. And you can also check out our magazine's Instagram account, which is at The Wardrobe Crisis. All right. How did denim get so unsustainable? And did it all start with stonewashing? Now, I guess this week accepts responsibility for the industry going so hard on that. Francois Gibault was there at the start. When, as he puts it, I was just a stupid guy, you know, he just didn't know the environmental impacts of stonewashing. Now, after that, of course, came acid wash, sandblasting and all the rest of it. I wrote about this in the book, Wardrobe Crisis, and I actually didn't get to talk to Francois for that. So I'm very glad that I did for this podcast. This is what I love about it. It's just so good to get in front of these legends. And that is what Francois Gibault is. He was there at the start of the greening of denim. He was speaking out against the practices that stuff up the planet, and he still does. He's very outspoken. And again, at the start of the new technology with lasers. He is a true original. Meet the man who brought denim to Paris in 1964 with his boutique Western House. Who dressed Jimi Hendrix. That is true. Oh, my God who counted Brigitte Bardot as a customer and who wanted to be a cowboy like John Wayne. In fact, I think he still does. This is a rare chance to get to hang out with one of fashion's great characters. D'accord, on y va. <laughs> François. Yes. Bonsoir, non? Bonsoir. Bonsoir, depends depend the time, OK. Today. I'm not even going to try to do this in French. OK, but you're not on the same planet anyway. You were on the... South and I'm on the north. Anyway. It's, it's bonsoir somewhere. Yes, yeah, somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, you were first. Well, I'm delighted that I've mm. grabbed this chance to talk to you because you are a legend of denim and someone that I've looked up to for years. I actually wrote a book called Wardrobe Crisis in which I told your story, yeah. but through other interviews because I never met you. And now I get the chance. Yeah, but it's embarrassing because with all this story about the legend, you you know, you know when you you work or like me when I we start to tell a story about the denim somewhere first the name it was okay denim is coming from where the people so some mean people say denim no no it's not true is it's it not can you tell that story that's not true no, for listeners it's absolutely who don't know not true. which is that sailors from Nîmes wore well, these that, pants right that is really a bullshit but it's a great bullshit because it's the same like a gen like a genova jeans come from gen it's a story we tell in the 60s or we tell all this story about in the reality jean is made amoxit amoxit in in new hampshire in what, what, what? The first denim was made in New Hampshire in America. Really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when was that? Oh, it was from the time of this story about the gold rush, about the miners. Or so. That is true. That is true. Yeah. After Mr. some, some kind of surge. No, but the, 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 the construction of the denim somewhere, yes, it's existing everywhere. It could be the, the denim from Nîmes, from Delft, or different, different kinds. But somewhere, nobody showed me, and I continue to say, well, where is coming this, this denim? Because the denim in Nîmes is ridiculous. It's a <laughs> piece of linen. Linen is nothing to do with that. Blue, yes, surely blue. But uh, okay, but 
part of the legend. What when you talk about the legend is what is interesting because it's surely not true. But okay. Well, we love those kind of iconic symbols of denim as cool. So the gold rush, the cowboy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That that I was I was manipulated that that my after war. Okay, because I'm a BB boomer, and for me for me it was I want to be a cowboy. I want to be a cowboy, and now in my I'm seventy something, seventy three, four. I don't I don't remember, but I'm living here in America. I'm living in, in um, I'm not a cowboy, and I'm <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> Where did you grow up when you were imagining being a cowboy? Oh, I was I was in the south of France. It's, uh, Where no, I mean, in the south, Mazamé. Mazamé is, is a little village in, close to to close Toulouse. Toulouse, oh, yeah, the jab, the idea Toulouse, you know. <laughs> okay. So you, as a little kid, were like, okay, denim, I get it. I want to be a cowboy. Let's no, no, it was from a small the dream. It was all this intoxication by American, After American the, culture, the idea Amer of American invasion, American invasion, because we have to, we receive everything in the same time. We receive the music, we receive the clothing, we receive chewing gum, we receive after after war. It was something like, oh my God, this country was was great for us. That it was manipulation, political manipulation. That is clear. And and we grew we grew with that with that idea and and when we opened the first door I opened the first door in 1964 that was Western House Western House was the first door bringing the story American but my story America I have no idea about what what was really I never traveled in America at the time where did you do this in Paris in Abu La Grande Armée close to the the Arc de Triomphe. D'accord. Yeah. In 1964, yeah. Paris, four years before the whole student moment that we yeah. all think of yeah. as being that yeah. big rebellious moment. But what? Paint me a quick picture of Paris, your Paris in 1964. I came to like 65,000 people watch the TV and watch the guy named Johnny Halliday. Everybody won't become like Johnny Hallyday. Well, I don't we know want who to do a rock and roll. Oh, well, he's a rocker. It, it was the, the beginning of the rock and twist, not the rock and roll. Ah, like rock twist and, and twist. shouty stuff. Yeah, 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 and that that was something like we bring we with friends we bring we we make a group and we we want to we want to be Elvis Presley or something like this. Did Everybody. you have a roll neck sweater? Yeah. Did you have like a beatnik polo neck sweater? Oh no, at the time, no. I was a cowboy. I, I wear I already wear cowboy stuff. And at the time, to find cowboy stuff, it was not easy. So you decided to bring it to the city? To the city. And I was part of just all these people coming to Paris. And I immediately understood it was not my uh, talent, my skill to play music. But I start to say, okay, from that, you change your clothes, you do this and this and this. All my friends become idols from zero. From every, they have something like a, the beginning of the magazine for young youth magazine. It's the first time it was youth magazine, Salut les copains, Mademoiselle Achtand, etc., etc. Diana Vreeland saying youth quick. Yeah, and, and what I capture surely that, that and, and somewhere... Of course, nobody traveled in America at the time. Even singing, singing, it was what babalu babala. It was, it was, it was, it was gum. Nobody talked really seriously about the real world because we we, we don't understand. You were kids. Yeah, you. No, it took. To, and uh, that that was a bit the, really the beginning of. I never designed, but so, I, for me it was something like bringing all this mm -hmm. dream, American dream, somewhere in Europe. We were the first door. What did you sell? Cowboy boots. 
cowboy boot that from El Paso, Texas, all the, the Dan Post, Justin, Lucchese, all these kind of cowboy boots. And that, that was really the beginning of the, the huge, huge... And Paris now is still in America from a cowboy boot. The friends still, still the, the one of the large customers in, in America. That's crazy. Okay, so denim... What, yeah. de- what was no, denim okay, like but, then? But, okay, when you have a cowboy boots, when you have a guitar on you, you, you have a guitar and something, what are you missing? You're missing a jean. And uh, what we watch on the movie, on this kind of Serie James B. James Dean. Yeah, James Dean was part of that. For me, it was more John Wayne, John Wayne, Rock Hudson. The dream was American dream. He was a cowboy something. And I met Marité. And I met Marité yeah, so in forward. the 60s. Yeah, um, I want to know that, but just to set the scene for listeners Obviously, you're best known for Francois Marité Gibault. Yeah, I had to pause yeah. to say it beautifully. Yeah. No, but that, that is also something strange because Marité, she's Marité Bachelory, and I'm Francois Gibault. But at the time, it was not possible to put two names because at, at the time, it was Pierre Cardin, uh, all this kind of na- name, and it was never a couple. A man and a woman, it was not right. possible. We have to wait when it was the Dolce Gabbana, but it was 20 years after. At the be- just at the beginning, the fact of Marité was a girl and putting the name together, it was not possible. So when did you? Okay, at the beginning, we took, because, because the people knows me from the store, from the Western house. And she Marité, she is a Maria Teresa, something like a Marité. And she was, she was new also in the, in the, in the scene of uh, Paris scene. So what was your vision at the beginning for denim? No, I was, no, I was not, not, nothing to do with that. With the, at the time it was, okay, there was the folklore, you know, we were also hippie at the time, okay, long hair, et cetera, et cetera. And that, we, we, what we did, we want to make the garment, the garment, the French worker jacket, something like this. But for us it was, okay, corduroy, uh, Moleskine, etc., and also denim because denim was part of our culture. But we don't, we never realized doing this. We we did a really good step because we make the first the first outfit. It was something with uh, 50, 50 buttons, fifty buttons, and also a little bit inspiration like a Mexican, you know, this kind of stuff. stuff. And uh, that was the first success we make. The folklore at the time was. Going to Afghanistan on the route of the route of Kathmandu, oh, yeah. it was more okay. Indian, like Indian stuff. And somewhere yeah. we say, oh, why? We don't want to look like that. We want to look like a French worker. And that was the, really the... the, the so you the, didn't want your Afghan coat? In no, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. But of course, all these guys, of course, <laughs> of course you did, we did really. everything. <laughs> and, okay, and when I met Marité in, in Saint-Tropez, I met Martin Centrope and we start to, she, she was knitting something for a friend, a friend hers. She make a poncho, but a really strange poncho with a, and that, that was really the beginning because I bring that to the store. Immediately I sold that to Elsa Martinelli, Brigitte Bardot, uh, Catherine Oge. It was a product placement. It was a pro- but we, we didn't know about it was a product placement. Did she have to knit all the stock? Yeah, yeah. All and, on her and, own? Oh, after, no. After, How many did she make? <laughs> oh, after we, we hired some woman on the concierge, you know, concierge from me. We have something like 50 or 60, okay. 60 people doing that because that was a success, immediate success. Brigitte Bardot? Yeah, well, of course, yes, because, you know, opening a store in the 60s, 
uh, with all this kind of American dream, it was um, we have we have everybody coming. Of course, you do. It could be also the people coming for for make the the, the advertising for the new film or something, and some people like your Brenner or something. I knew everybody. I, I knew everybody like this. I want to talk about the environment, but not until I've asked you if Mick Jagger okay. ever came. <laughs> But no, we have the same age. That's for me. For me, the, the Rolling Stone they came also to to Western House, and I sold something like I don't know. It was the first, the first turquoise for from Keith Richard. I think I, I I sold him at the beginning, because these people come. This it was a British guy. Not, they have no clue about what's happening in America. Also at the time, they don't yeah. travel to America. No. I'm 16 no, no, they just got it from music. They yeah, just bought yeah, the records, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. I mean, look at all that stuff about, you know, the Beatles. They just basically taught themselves from records and then went and approximated it. I mean, but, but I'm kind of Beatles somewhere, okay? Because no, but it's the same. It's the same. We we came. We 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 were on the scene. We were part of the the system. The system. It. We have the same dream. I have the same dream of John Lennon. We we have the same because that at the beginning was that. Okay. After we realized, realized before '68, because you talk about revolution in '68. No, we make the revolution before, before, because also we realized American. What they are, they, they killed this poor Indian, but it was some, some something like uh, it was worst of what's happening. Why are you looking up to a culture? Yeah, they, when they, you they, don't, they, right? they, they kill it, and because. For us, it was pom 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 killing in the movie, killing more Indian is was great. But one day we realized it was no new. It was absolutely completely horrible. Wow! And that was the beginning of wound knee, and that that was really the, the first we, we we became Indians. We became really Indian, or we all, all everything with a with a feather, etc. <laughs> that with a fringe but at the now, time. But now, but yeah. now we would say that that was cultural appropriation, and we couldn't put a lens on it that would make sense of it. But when you speak about that, you were in solidarity. Oh, I'm, with ta- that. I'm talking about black, black Elk. I'm talking yeah. about this. All this philosophy. We start to share the same the same hair, the same place, the same hearth. You want the story? I'll tell you the story. Talking about cool and about pioneering and innovating Mm. and doing the rebellious thing. I'm going to throw this quote at you. This is from much later. You said in an interview, we tried everything and we found that stones and water worked. What could be more natural? Mm. Little did we know that we had innocently started an inexorable process of destruction. We invented an industrialized stonewash, Mm. which no one else had ever done. Is a fact. That, but that. with it, we also created a trade and an industry that polluted every river on the planet. Yeah, that 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 was completely. We realized that we realized, but late, too late at the be- because at the beginning, using water and stone just to make the age age the gene, that was natural. We we don't invent anything because it was well, everybody we we. we Selling American clothing and the trousers for Madame de Rothschild or something like this, and somewhere, oh, uh, Edmond could could wear that. Okay. No, bleach. Wash the jean. Wash the jean. Put some sand, etc., etc. Explain to these people it was not possible. And Marité start to to wash just because to to make this the the, the hard piece of fabric become so soft and change the color. It was something like a mystery for the people. And, and that was the, that the beginning of we, we wash the gene. We don't wash the gene to make something. We, we wash the gene because it, to make more soft. 
and the color more light. And for that, one day after that, we start with different stuff, with, with the sand, with, with different. And one day, putting that in, in the tumbler, I said, shit, it was, it was a noise, it was completely, it was impossible. It was you, impossible. So you'd started making denim when? From the beginning, from the 65, 66. Then you start to make when we, it, when, yeah. when we make the garment looking like a French French uniform of something like a, like a worker, mm. but in the, in the same time, it was also denim because it was our culture somewhere. So at what point, then obviously you want to make it look lived in and aged and fantastic and cool. Mm. When did you start this process of stonewashing? It was an evolution. It was an evolution. Okay. The early, like, 70s? The 70s. Yeah. 70s no, 60s. 60, right. 60s. 60s. Between 64, 5, 6, 7, I don't know. I don't remember exactly. It was all this kind of at the time. Okay, but an example. I remember something. It's something, okay, it's perhaps it's after. The first time I visit uh, Greensboro, but I'm talking uh, to, uh, 20 years after, okay, and the guy on Greensboro on the corn mills, corn mills is the large mills from Denim in North Carolina. And the people say, Francois, we are so happy to have you because Calvin, uh, Dana, Calvin Klein, yeah, Calvin Klein Dana, Dana, Dana Ralph, nobody came. You were the first designer coming to the, to our mills. And, and I say, okay, I say, I was surprised. I was surprised. And they say, but I remember your first order of fabric. The guy was saying, why you remember my first order? Yeah, yeah. The guy said to me, oh, yeah, it was a year of the flood. And I said, oh, why, why, what, what you talk? And I remember at the time, uh, 60, 66 or something, the American came to Western House. And the guy, the American guy was saying, oh, my God, what you are doing with the fabric? You are doing skirt, you are doing dress, you are doing, okay. And in America, we are doing just, just commodity clothing or something like this. It was, oh, my God. So what, it was like, it's what, strictly workwear. Yeah, and yeah, it. yeah. And, um, and we, make, we make some so different stuff. And the guy said, okay, but what you need, what you need? Because he realized something, it was interesting. On the, on the, and I say, okay, I want something. I want something, okay, one stripe, wash, one stripe, dark, stripe, wash, etc., etc. And that, that was something. And we received, I don't know, after perhaps two weeks after, we received a roll of fabric, and when we, my God, it was oh, Americana, so great because you know I, I'm asking that I try many times in in, in the, the factory, French factory. Nobody understand. But well, the Americana, great Americana, and that that was a piece of, of fabric. And we cut the, the, the first jean on that, and the jean was made. And at the time, Marité and and the, the friend around us, it was a guy named named Jimi Hendrix. But the Jimi Hendrix, we don't know. He was Jimi Hendrix at the time. He was just playing with Johnny Hallyday or something like this before Hey Joe or something. And he was the boyfriend of Françoise. And Franz, no. and he wear he wear this trouser. He wears this trouser and this trouser. He bring this trouser to what's name the big the big the big stuff Woodstock. Um, uh, it was stuck, and yeah. and the, 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 everybody wanted this kind of jeans somewhere, and we were successful. It was a pinto jean. Everybody called because it looked like a pinto horse, and that was a success. Cause it, sorry, because it looks like a what? 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 Pinto, pinto, like a <laughs> Mustang pinto. Okay, come on, horse. Okay, okay? the color, the color of that. that. And ah. that, that was something. This kind. 
But imagine that, okay? And uh, the, the, what's what I'm talking okay, about? Okay, but, but. No, but. no, let, let me finish mm. because it's really interesting. And uh, that, okay, but it was successful because of the, the people like uh, male, land, liberal, different brand. Okay, make this, the same, the same jeans with this kind of stripe or something. And it was a big success. That was surely the first success we had, but nobody knew about that. Okay. 20 years after, when I came to this, this place, to, to Greensboro, and the guy remembered, oh, Francois, I remembered you, you, you were for, and he said the float. Because when he received this order, he said, oh my God, these French people, what they want? But they have an inventory of tons of denim. At the time, it was completely destroyed by the water, by the float, and it was all washed by, by, by inundation. It was, it was that. That was the result of that. No. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. But on, it was a natural disaster. It's a it natural disaster. That makes this fabric, the Pinto fabric, is something like this. And bloody hell, yeah. then you made a natural disaster out of your next fabric without even knowing that was on the trajectory you were. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Ab- absolutely. And it's so like this. It's so many. I could tell you a lot of story about that. Like okay, that. Francois, why is stonewashing a bad idea, like it looked so cool. It was no, so no, no, the ba- no, no, the bad idea to no what's... to abrasion using the stone. The abrasion, it was not the bad idea. I'm sorry, it's not the bad idea. It was good. But what to... are the impacts of the process? No, it was after, after because after we, we to make to acceleration about the aging process, we start to to use okay chlorine, chlorine, and after blah 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 acid and permanganate, etc., etc. That was really bad. But it's not just me, okay? At the time, the, the gene business in Europe grew around 73. Yeah. It was everybody were gene before. Nobody were gene. Even the look, look about the, the 68, it's nobody in the street in Paris wearing gene. We were three people only, huh? looking like a cowboy. Come on. Amazing. I want to get back to the stonewash thing, though. So by the 80s, when stonewash was endemic, you know, it was like, okay, everything was stonewashed in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I think of brands like Guess. Mm-hmm. But at this point, the process was using harsh chemicals, bleaches, permanganate. Yeah, yeah, but that, that was part of the evolution. We, 75, 76, we, we invent wash in continuation. We invent wash in continuation. And, and for, for me, I think at the time, if I have a possibility to use atomic bomb, I use atomic bomb to destroy the gene. Like, like somewhere, Catherine was working in the same place in Italy, and Vivian also, Vivian Westwood. We, Catherine Hamnet. Yeah, Catherine Hamnet and, and Vivian Westwood. We were in the same place. We were, were the, the idea, these people come with a punk idea or something like this. It was destroyed, the, no future. In the same time, in the same time, the, the Japanese with uh, Rekawakubo, something like a more popperism, all this kind of poor stuff, something. That was also the direction. Everybody look at that direction. Looking, at, it was it was the destruction or torn gene or something like this. That that was okay. We want to destroy because it was part also against the bourgeois, against something. It was it was for the reason. It was not just just to. Not come like today when I see my granddaughter or something or wearing a jean destroy knee, knee oh, cleavage. It's ridiculous. And also they buy them. Yeah, okay, but that is so ridiculous. For what? That is no part of the story. Here we are talking about this kind of we destroy the gene for a reason, some somewhere of a reason, without reason. And that was part of the awakening for me. It was the awakening for me because I realized 
something something was wrong and when i saw berlin wall 1989 berlin wall failed and i saw these people coming from the east side the communist people wearing this kind of snow wash acid wash I said, oh my God, that is my responsibility somewhere because it was also part of the American dream. We create the American worldwide the dream about gene, use gene. But using gene like this, it was a mistake. And that was really the first time when I start, I say, okay, I stop to do, to do that. When did the impacts on the environment and on water become clear to you? For me, 1989. 1989 was... But was there a process where you had to go digging into it and to try to get reports or to see exactly what happened to rivers, for example, or groundwater when these chemicals were dispatched into it? Like, how did you know? No, no, no. For me, I, I didn't know anything. I'm just a stupid guy. I'm ju- I, I, re- I just say, say is, is something wrong? Is something wrong? You had a and, feeling. I, and I turned... And I watch only polyamide. At the time, I was just from, from cotton, indigo, and I turned completely. And that was also the beginning of the stretch. At the time, it was 1980-something, and I worked with sports fabric, become something from bringing that to everyday life. And that was also a success. It was mm-hmm. a huge success. You have a magic touch, yeah. that's why. Can we talk about sandblasting? Sandblasting, I think it's the best stuff in the world. The sandblasting is beautiful, it's completed. You could really, because when stone washing is just by case, it's random some, somewhere. Sandblasting, you could go into the, the detail, etc., etc. But today it's finished. We cannot do that anymore because we know that it's the silicose. Silicose, you die. You die with silicose. It's it's not possible. But for a long time, the industry didn't want to embrace that knowledge or didn't want to accept it. In 2009... I I, I never did some blasting. Personally, personally, no. Acid wash and some blasting, I never did because I I was against that. I tried to be natural from the beginning, water, uh, stone. But I started to work with polymer, etc., etc. And it took 10 years for me to understand Okay, my God, I'm doing something, but in the same time, it's not biodegradable. One thing with the denim, with the cotton, I destroy everything, but with the polyester, I'm making a lot of waste, something like this. And that was the beginning also. When I start to, to plant on the wall, we create some wall and polyester, and we, we make the plant growing. That was something, oh, okay, we could replace. What we missing by the deforestation, all the forest, but we could create on every city in the world using the verticality of the wall, creating natural. That was the, the, and the first stop. We, we opened store in Paris, in New York, and in Osaka or something with all this kind of vertical. Of de, de, vertical. Nobody understood at the time. Nobody <laughs> understood because it was also difficult to understand, surely. But the plant could grow on polyester. That that is still interesting. No, and, and I don't really understand it myself. Okay, but that, now 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 you have you see you see some evolution in the architect, some some people using the the verticality, and that that is okay possible to to recreate the city completely full of, of green. But that why is, is the polyester component essential to that growing? I don't know because it's surely the, the the guy is Patrick Blanc, is an ethnologue or something like this. He, he did the first. It's exactly what's happening in the Amazonian forest because you you the coverage of you don't ever see the completely the, the sun in America and on this kind of stone, on the stone okay. or something, the, the plant grows. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. No, no, no it's true. It's, it's a fact. 
in your um, long career of innovation, you no, also no. then try to solve some of this stuff. So let's talk about lasers. So, but that, that the laser was because I was working in polyester and polyamide, polypropylene, etc., etc. Et For me, it was why we have to make the sewing like we are not cowboy anymore. We don't need to have like a saddle or something like this. I want to have the okay. I want to fuse. I want to to. to I don't want any kind of seam. Why? That, that was the beginning. Completely, by the polyester, we could really create something like um, melting um, fusion. Fusion. And that, that was really where we started. And what is the best stuff to cut? Oh, it's laser. It was just the first beginning of the laser, and we create, we work on the laser. And that is the reason I manipulate the laser beam from the beginning. And we introduced in 2003 or something like this, what we call Imagine. Imagine, it was ju just the possibility to bring image on the gene by laser. Laser. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. was the first. Imagine. Mm -hmm. After Imagine, it was What Wash. Yeah, so What Wash the, was the, the, 2013? The, the, the 2006 or something like this. No, okay. I remember. I remember, remember exactly. But the idea of What Wash is that you get that distressed it, look, but with, what, 70% less water or something? No, no, no. At the beginning, it was not that. It was, I don't care about water. At the time, we don't, you know, it's something, you don't wake up in the morning and say, okay, I want to save the planet. This is not, it's not exactly like that. It's not true. For me, it was something like, um, with laser, I realized, okay, weaving, when you weave something, you have two and two yarns and crossing with two and two and one and yeah, three yeah. and one, etc. Yeah. How many, after 50 years of, in this work, I don't know, it's, I know perhaps, nine, ten way to create the weaving. And, okay, that's what yeah, all the textile industry work like that. So With, you're just looking for the innovation. And, and laser, laser, laser yeah. when you have a canvas or something like this, you can make a diagonal on that. And you engraving, and that is new. Okay. And now let me see, because it's so important for the young, young people. They have the possibility to reinvent the textile. Is that what that was the beginning of the what wash for me? It was so, so it's okay. You have to, you they could create a new kind of fabric because you can mix something, something straight, something vertical, something horizontal, and something like to create new because Antus, Prince of Wales, etc. etc. After uh, it's always the same, it's always the same. And now it's possible to do that with one fabric, with one fabric, with order. You can, you have one fabric and you want antus, you want some, some presse de galle or something like that. Okay, you, you make, a, you could do that with laser. Okay, but I'm but. very interested in how we can try to solve the problems that our planet is reeling yeah. from as a result of this industry. And you say you don't wake up one morning and think, I want to save the planet. However... You are a campaigner in mm. terms of not a professional campaigner, but you speak very strongly about no, the okay, fact that this but it was rebel not reform. criminal. That was rebel not criminal. Rebel not criminal. It was something like that. Okay, we have to also take the uh, responsibility with what we did. We did at the time in Martelli and some some kind in Italy. We work. We share with Renzo Rosso, with Claudio Bucciol from Replay, with Adriano. Something that we create something, but we create a monster. We create a monster because all this treatment we invent at the time it was no, nobody controlled. Nobody was really aware about how to to regulate that. It's no one government have no enough ball to to take the responsibility to say okay that is prohibited. Only the sandblasting in Turkey, 
And uh, in Turkey is the reason I work also in Turkey because I think this, this uh, okay, some, some people, they are not responsible because the big brands go to the, the place and, and we criticize about Bangladesh, Pakistan, etc. Et But who is giving order? The big brand, the big company, American company, etc., etc. We have to, we have to say the truth. We have to say the truth because that these people are not responsible for what the other day in in, in Istanbul I was so pissed off because I have all the the manufacturer, all the Turkish manufacturer at a conference. At a conference, but you know, for me it was like like uh, wow, with Turkish something on, on back to me something writing from um, Turkish manufacturer or something. I felt like a Midnight Express, you know, something like I was all, all these people, and I said, you responsible, you have to take that. Anyway, it's impossible, and I accuse, and I was like like them, like I accuse Balmain, I accuse uh, what's name, okay, uh, French, French French girl, because they put on the runway the poor Gaia. Isabelle Marant. Oui, Isabelle Marant. Gaia, Gaia Gerber, the daughter Cindy of Cindy Crawford, the daughter. daughter. Okay, but you think... So hang on, let's just recap that for listeners who aren't aware. Okay. So you were talking about Kaya Gerber oui. modeling stonewash yeah. in... I don't know if it was... In, in, on the runway of Isabelle Marin. On Isabelle Marin runway. And for me, it was something like, okay, I have to call something because he put this girl on the, on the market, but if nobody, she's too young to understand. But to you, just for but you, the, when you see that stonewash on the runway, you think we know, we know it's so harmful. We have no excuse to be promoting it. Right? I'm accusing, I'm accusing, I'm accusing also Vogue magazine. I'm sorry, I'm accusing when they did it with Katy Perry. Okay, they want to relaunch the, the acid wash in America. What the hell the, the journalists are not doing? doing in, uh, journalists also have to denounce that. Well, I'm doing see? it now. No, we are doing that. No, I appreciate No, <laughs> I appreciate We have, yeah, that is, is part of, of the role we have. And you're right, somebody has to talk also because to, uh, nobody talks. I'm talking. You, you, you say, François, you say, oh, yeah, I say the truth. I say what I, I say my feeling. And I know because I have, I have some responsibility. I had some responsibility, but it's not just me. It's a trade. It's a trade in some, somewhere. Today, we could correct. We could also avoid, avoid something. But in the same time, we will make all the mistake. But today, with ozone, we separate hydrogen and oxygen, and we are doing ozone. Ozone, we can ozone have ozone treating of denim. Yeah, treat by the, the ozone treat, and the result of ozone in indigo fabric by the fact of the of the shading, the shading of that becomes bleach. We don't need any kind of chemical. Francois. Natural. Is it's, it's natural also. It's the same water, energy, or something. We talk about that. I know your mind is not on this now, but I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, yeah. where does it come from in you? You are so curious, but you're also so... I'm a I'm rock and roll. I'm a rock and roll. I'm a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best answer. I reckon that's the end. Yeah, no, rebel, it's a rebellion. I'm a kind of Wayne Jennings or something. I don't know. I don't know. Willie Nelson now. More, more I get older. But I want to talk about something. I'm not completely... When you talk about sustainability, sustainability is to share, okay? Do we share everything? I'm not sure about this stuff. I'm not sure about this organic cotton. I don't think, personally, I, don't, I never saw really a field of cotton organic. I never saw on the, on the planet Earth, okay, for the moment. If we want the, the most dangerous, the most dangerous material for the Earth is a cotton. If we want to be sustainable, forget the cotton. 
take off the cotton of the planet. That's good. Put the cotton in the planet Mars, it could, it could be good. But in reality, it's not true. I'm really following all these kind of young people. They believe of that. They believe of, of some, something. Yeah, okay. Well, good you're jo- an old hippie at heart, so you must also believe it too. You told me you were an old hippie when you were in the 60s. I mean, that yeah, we do yeah. need to protect. I mean, you're you're here saying that save, you don't wake up one day and say you want to save the planet. But no, yeah, 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 no, no, okay, no, no, good point. But, but <laughs> I think it's we have to continue to to believe of what they are doing, but we know it's not perfect. It's no, it's no perfect, and and we are in some progress. But the progress when you talk about and you already have some. Okay, one percent of material is completely recyclable. I'm sorry, it's so so sad, and, and have to, have to be presented by Stella McCartney or and, and by Mister Mister Nike or something like this. I don't care because we need to make big effort to change that. That that the people, but they have to they have to teach also. We have to educate the people because they don't know. It's too easy to cry. But the, the most important is completely when you have something cost nothing. Okay, when you see a garment 19% addressed at $90 or 19 euro, and it's not possible. Of course, we are taking the blood of somebody. And that, that, that is something we cannot, we cannot, we have to stop. Now it's getting hard. My parents feel that this is a waste of time. I tell them go away because everything is just fine. My friends don't feel that I'm defending you. I tell them all that they are wrong because I love you. Thank you for listening to Wardrobe Crisis. To learn more about our guests and the issues that we've spoken about today, hop on over to my website, which is clairepress.com forward slash podcast. You can get in touch there and I really hope you will. I'd love to hear from you. And you can also find links to my social media. And finally, if you're enjoying the show, please head over to iTunes and subscribe. You know what they say, first in, best dressed. Subscribers are first to find out when there's a new episode and it also helps other people discover wardrobe crisis. So I'd love your help with that. Because the more people who switch on to ethical fashion, the better. Music is by Montaigne. She recorded this special acoustic version of Because I Love You, which is from her Glorious Heights album, especially for Wardrobe Crisis. How good is that? Thank you, Montaigne. Because I love you.